welcome back to the Grease Boys ASMR number two. This is our second special episode of the Strikey Frame podcast. Uh, today we're doing the last hoorah podcast where we're just eating and smacking into the mics. <laughs> It'll be a good time. Um, today we have a special sponsor, the Kimbrell Intelligence Agency, Kia for short. Um, Thank them for letting us hang out in their studio today use their space our normal yeah. space was taken up today fuck yeah we had to scramble got it figured out we got friends in good places man mm-hmm. thank you sammy mac second we're gonna thank Haley's grave for letting us use that intro music you know great band out of Carrollton, georgia i'm daniel can you hear that yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh, welcome audience eating mozzarella sticks from captain d's I'm Devin. All right. So I think this is single-handedly the most hypocritical thing we've ever done. For sure. We have to make sure to not be eating at the same time, so there's not just yes. dead air of us just <laughs> so fucking we can, smacking. We can speak. Um, it's definitely the fattest thing we've ever done. Was this your idea or mine? <clears throat> I think it was yours. Yeah, it was mine, yeah. All right, so what we're doing is we're, there's going to be a picture up on Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Instagram when we get done with this, but... Uh, Basically, since we can't eat fast food for a month, um, we decided to go buy all of our favorite fast food things. And I think, conservatively speaking, we've got around 10,000 calories sitting here. Easy. Conservatively. Easy. I'm just wondering how long it's going to take me to eat all this food. And if we're going to be on the podcast long enough, I'm going to crash. So, like, the last 10 minutes of this podcast, you can like, We'll probably go to sleep on the podcast. I mean, Joey Diaz has done it. <laughs> one of the early episodes, he gets super high on some stars. And just falls asleep completely. Oh, that's amazing. I love him. So, while we're eating fast food, let's remind everybody why. Well, let's, let's hear your end of it. Because I feel like the last time we did a special episode, it was more me talking at you than me getting your feelings on the subject. So, like, what? Like... One, why did you agree when I asked to do this, like, challenge month? Two, what are your overall feelings on, like, fast food, like, in America? Its role, what it is, like, how people treat it. Like, I'm trying to be unbiased right now. Yeah. But just, what, what do you think about it? Well, the reason I agreed is because I've been working on trying to lose weight. Yeah. And I've been going to the gym. But at, at a point, you plateau. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the motivation or the willpower to eat better by right. myself. And this is a good kick in the ass to kind of get me to what I want to do. Can I do like an aside real quick? Yeah. I'm, I asked you a question. I interrupted you in 20 seconds. Uh, like I've noticed that too. Like I've started like trying to take my health more seriously. And that's it's a portion of the reason why I wanted to do this in the first place. But like when I get off work and I want to go running, it is so much easier to go run when I have like my nephew with me than when I'm by myself. And I find that reoccurring, that theme reoccurring constantly. Like when I'm at work and there's expectations on me, I meet them and I exceed them sometimes. Yeah. But when I set expectations upon myself, I nine times out of 10, I fail. Like, why do you think that is like, why do you think it's easier to do things together? You know, fat ass over there chewing, bro. Well, Devin. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> this is what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. I guess I I guess I should have let kept the question longer. Um, I'm moving on to some clam strips, from Captain D. Go for it. So I've forgotten the question at this point. Why is it easier to achieve goals and meet expectations with other people than if you set them yourselves? Why do you think that is? I think it's just like an innate human thing. You want to be in a in a role in some sort of grander plan. Mm-hmm. So if you have... You want to be led. <clears throat> not necessarily led, but you want to have a role, whether you're the leader or you're, you know, whatever. The follower, fucking forager. And so you want to kind of... When you have friends doing it with you, you don't want to let them down as well as let yourself down. I get your point. But, like, I'm wondering, like, what's the deeper, like, ingrained psychology? Like, through natural selection, I wonder why that developed. Because up until a certain point, like, existence was completely individual. And I think a lot of problems, honestly. Think? Well, yeah, it was completely individual, besides your mates. And even then, like, like back in, like, the caveman days, like, I'm sure they formed tribes and shit. But at no point in time was it out like out of the question for one like beta male of that tribe to try to kill the alpha to assume the alpha situation but they all wanted to roll in the tribe you see what i'm saying like like with wolves for instance they all want to roll in the pack mm, um and one of the most important roles is the omega mm-hmm. which is the lowest but if he leaves everybody's kind of like what the fuck man is omega the lowest mm-hmm. i didn't know that yeah, it goes alpha, beta, fucking... Theta. Seraquas. Theta's I. Yep. Ka- kappa, kappa, kappa. But yeah, Omega's the lowest. <laughs> and everybody shits on him. Beats him up and whatnot. Well, but then if he eventually leaves and goes out on his own, his life is worse. <laughs> and the life of the pack is worse because they don't have the shit boy. <laughs> you know? Well, George- it's, just, it's just innate in mammals, I would say. Most mammals are pack animals. Even if you go into the ocean... Lead him in while I'm eating. Do what? Yeah. Lead him in. Oh, we've got uh, one of our very, 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 very close friends, Joshua Kimbrell's in studios with us today. He may pop in and speak a little bit later. We're not sure about that, but he deemed that he was the Omega male, which I disagree with. Yeah, I disagree. I think it's probably Daniel. I would say <laughs> J-Bo. You fucking asshole. <laughs> well, Jabo's not even a part of our pack. Jabo's like that weird guy that comes in for certain hunts, but then other than that, like, he's on his own. Yeah. Who do you think is the oh, alpha? Fuck you. Who, who's the know. alpha in our group? Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Sam's at the center point. Yeah. He always has been. Just, just the way the dice roll, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got good looks, man. And he's the alpha, it's bullshit. This man looks like Jesus. <laughs> he is Jesus. He's Charles Manson. If Jesus... If, what did you say? asshole. If Jesus smoked weed and played guitar, he'd be Charles Manson. True story. That's a true fucking story. <laughs> I keep going, like... Because I'm trying to laugh without splo- like spewing food out of my mouth, so I keep going... <laughs> and I, feel like a, I feel like a white mom like Brenda, like, laying in her bed, like, uh, reading a book on one of those, like belly top book lean things yeah. and like drinking a glass of wine and just sign to herself just, oh, it's the little things that's how i felt when i just did that i don't i was really specific for no reason i'm sorry 
<sighs> Jordan, speaking of wolves, Jordan, Jordan Peterson brought it up in 12 Rules for Life that alpha, like alpha males, like the alpha wolf, when it's contested by a beta and it is victorious, if the beta steps down, he'll allow it to live in the pack. Mm-hmm. I was talking about wolves. I thought that was relevant. Cool. <laughs> we may not upload this. Why? I think it's fine right now. Thought, well, never mind. We're not uploading it. <laughs> but uh, so back to my original question before I took us off on that. What do you think is like the role fast food's played on in America? And like, what do you think public opinion overall of fast food is? I think it's seen as a necessity. Right. Because either you don't have the money to spend on like good vegetables. I think the economic claims bullshit. It's not. There's no way. Statistically, like just for one person to eat, one person, it's cheaper to go to fast food than it is to buy a bunch of fucking vegetables that are perishable. Okay, but statistically, more middle class people eat fast food than poor people. Yeah, and that's more of the you don't have time mm-hmm. because half of them are living paycheck to paycheck. They're gonna pay for everything and support their kids and whatnot. So, like. The role of necessity, I think fast food has risen as a necessity, not because of the economics, but because of the convenience. Yeah. And in a sense, like that's one of my biggest problems with it is like convenience is a byproduct of innovation and like success. I feel like that's, that's kind of an easy assumption to make. And, uh, like I feel, I really feel like it's just like anything, like you can drink enough water to die, you know, like too much convenience is toxic. And I think that's what we're experiencing because like fast food is convenient and are there healthier options on the menu? Yeah. But I feel like if you're going to like forgo convenience for quality food is kind of one of the things you should do it for it's, as I'm sitting here eating clam strips. It's the pillar. Like, <clears throat> what, food, water, and shelter? Yeah. Three basic necessities for humans? Yeah. And food is treated like it's not ne- uh, not not necessary, but... Well, everybody eats. It's just nobody, I feel, and myself included, like I've grown up like this, like I feel like the importance of eating well and not and extending past like the self, like eating from a sustainable source that is as free from mistreatment of animals and whatnot as can be should be kind of the primary goal. Yeah. And I feel like it's not for 80% of people in America. Agreed. A little sidetrack here. So I, I recently had a bro science thought of, you know, we have people from all over the world mm-hmm. who all eat different cuisines. So, dude, I might make a million dollars. Don't fucking steal this if you hear this. So, if you go back to your ancestors. So, like, let's say you come from fucking Ireland. Maybe you have a potato-heavy diet. It is better for you than if you come from fucking the Middle East. Because... I see what you're saying. Genetically, your body's used to Ancestral diets influence what's good for you. Exactly. So, like... Do like a 23andMe thing. Mm-hmm. 
find out your ancestry. Mm-hmm. Look at the cuisine over the past like thousand mm-hmm. years of what they've eaten. Right, and adapt your diet to fit it. Yeah, that'd be cool to experiment with. I think we should try it because like that might be another month. Like a lot of things like uh, like with myself, the reason I think I'm sitting pretty heavy. We should have got a scale and weighed in today. Fuck. We'll weigh in after. Okay. Post it. Yeah. But, um, like, I think I'm consistently carbohydrate poisoning myself. Because, honestly, I feel like 60% of my diet is carbohydrates. And, like, maybe my ancestors didn't eat carbohydrates. Maybe they ate all fats, like a ketogenic diet. Like, do you know your ancestral history? think i have some native american and i know there's irish in there but i'm not clear on the like percentages and whatnot so like what we'd recommend for you would be like a very heavy like red meat gamey diet mm-hmm. with a lot of starchy vegetables i'm down that's what i want anyways and then and then we'll just see how that affects maybe your weight loss your mm-hmm. energy your appetite right you know stuff like that because i mean it's been shown that Genetic memory is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And like <clears throat> people who, like whose ancestors went through the Great Depression or the potato famine of Ireland, mm-hmm. are prone to producing more adipose tissue or fat cells because their body's like, whoa, we've seen this before, where we had food and then we there was just fucking none. So let's hold on to a lot of this. Okay, I see what you're you saying. saying? So, we're getting scientific today, bro. Yeah, dude. I had I had this. Well, I think it's a little bro science, but I had this. I had this thought, and I was like, that would be fucking cool. You know? What? I don't. I don't like the bro science thing. Why? Because like, there's like this whole stigma, and I know I know you've experienced it or at least seen it. There's this whole stigma about like, especially people that watch the JRE consistently. Yeah. That they're like. what do we call it? Like underbelly intellectuals. Like we think we're intellectuals and we think we're educated and open-minded about stuff, but we're not. And I feel like they're like, I kind of think bro science is just like a, like a bit of language used to kind of push that stereotype. Well, that's the way I like to think about myself. Ooh. As a bro scientist. <clears throat> as basically being pretentious. Esoteric. Esoteric. They're the same fucking thing. Pretty much, The, the, yeah. the longer I understand those two words, the more I think they're the same thing. I think the difference between esotericism and pretentiousness is... That was a pretentious statement, just saying <laughs> that. But I think the difference <laughs> is intent. Yeah. Because pretentiousness is like using certain languages it's or certain topics to try to... like yeah, Posturing. <laughs> posturing. Like, you know, I'm just full of some gumption over here today. But with, if I think of myself as being pretentious and not actually knowing as much as I think I do... I'm able to push myself to learn more because mm-hmm. I don't ever want to stagnate as far as my intellectual progression. Oh, I'm mouthful of food. Hold on. <laughs> well, so um, that's where the stigma that like like all the people listen to the JRE and like do internet research and shit. Like that's where the stigma of like we think we're intellectuals but we're not. I think it's like it all comes from people outside. Yeah. 
because I'm the first one to tell you I'm not an intellectual. Yeah. Like the whole reason I enjoy the JRE and different podcasts, like Hardcore History with Dan Carlin's a great one, and doing internet research is because I want to learn. I understand I'm ignorant, and I don't like being ignorant. I don't know why internet research is looked down upon. I don't use like this is literally the greatest tool in human history. Why would I not use it for like positive purposes? You can learn anything that has ever been discovered. Uh, no, any literally anything. Where did I hear that statistic? Fucking Google it. I heard the statistic the other day, but it's like ninety percent of information known to humanity is accessible through the internet. That's like, fucking do you realize insane. What the, and like, it's crazy because I could spend I could spend the next ten years of my life solely trying to learn everything there is to know about potatoes, how to farm them, how to cook them from the internet. I would never do it. I would never do it. And that's the resource we have at our fingertips. Yeah. I kind of don't respect you if you're looking down on me for trying to educate myself. Like, I have no idea where the stigma came from. But you've heard it, right? It's not just me no, yeah, coming up it. with shit. It's like, oh, did you Google that? Right. But yeah, sure. Maybe I did. I, did. I used the tool. Congratulations! I'm like more adaptable than you are. Yeah. Uh, I like sometimes I'll feel bad for doing it. Like I'll use a word <laughs> and then be like, "Did I really act, like? Did I actually use that the right way?" <laughs> and then Google the definition just to make sure. <laughs> but that's a learning most, experience. Yeah, most of the time, I did. Right. But I just I have to check up on myself. And if you don't, you're still in that social situation. I try to tell let people know like I did because I I mean yeah. I love language. I love using. I was criticizing purple language the day before yesterday, but now I'm propagating it. Were you like, criticizing it? I thought you were just kind of explaining what it was. I think there's a time and a place. Yeah. And I think certain people do it well to the point that it is necessary. Like Nick Offerman, the way he speaks and the way he writes nonfiction, like memoir type stuff, his purple language is his humor. And I, 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 lo I love that. And... I find myself using words that don't make sense. We argued about the word serendipitous for, what, 45 minutes that one time? And then, like, a month after that. Because I didn't fucking believe <laughs> I was right. <laughs> you were right, but still. I was right, man. Um, Yeah, so that the internet really is kind of how I developed my, like, mis like untrust. Is that how you say you don't trust in something? Yeah. I think so. Untrust or like non-trust, like with a hyphen in the middle. I think it would be untrust. Untrust. Uh, the, the internet yeah, it's is like untrustworthy. The internet's kind of how I was exposed and like developed my untrust for the corporate food industry. Yeah, is because through the internet I was exposed to Nick Offerman through Nick Offerman's book Gumption, which I highly recommend everyone go out and read. I was introduced to Michael Pollan. Michael Pollan just kind of set my brain off about it. And I really started thinking about it. It's weird because, like, you you spent a lot of time around me, and you have as well, Josh. I have a tendency on, like, a weekly basis to get really, really, really interested in something and solely focus on that for a week. Then I'll find something else. But that's how I know this is one of the things, like, I really want to stick with is because over the course of a year, it's constantly present in my mind that this is a problem that needs to be addressed. And I don't, like, in my life, first for, first and foremost, I need to address my problem with it because I've been eating fast food since I could eat solid food. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been more than two weeks without fast food of any sort. Yeah. And once I address it with myself, like, I really, I'm continuing to do research on it and form my opinions and whatnot, but I feel like it, it, 
I don't hate it. <laughs> I was trying to get through that without saying I hate the corporate food industry. Yeah. But I do. Because, like, I have no doubt in my... I don't know the extent of what's happening, but, like, there's no one on this earth that could convince me that there is no fuckery going on in the corporate food industry. Yeah. And it's blatant <clears throat> that they do not care about the health of their patrons. It's blatant that they do not care about the health of their nation. It's, bla- it's, it's extremely blatant they don't care about the health of the earth. The only thing they value is money. Yeah. And th- this is where a lot of my wanting to do this and my argument against fast food and like process like Tyson, the Tyson company and shit like that is not so much for my health, but it's more I feel like unethical and like immoral continuing to eat things like this as I yeah. reach for my chili cheese fries <laughs> from Crystal's. This is single-handedly the most hypocritical thing I've ever done. Easily. I think you said it best when you said too much of a good thing can become toxic. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the corporate food industry is an excellent idea. Well, it's an, it, something like that is, is a necessity. Yeah. But I don't think our current system is the answer. Yeah, it just, it, it was too profitable. And I, I hate saying that because if you can make money, try to make the most money. No, dude, as go possible, for it. You know? Go for it. Like I'm completely, completely for capitalism. Yeah. But like we said, there there are pillars. Money is not the need. answer. There are pillars that you need, and I think money should or they should reside over money, you know, or preside, mm-hmm. whatever. <clears throat> like. Access to food, water, and shelter mm-hmm. should preside over making money. I mean, like, I've had this conversation with multiple people. I've had this conversation with multiple people in front of you several times. I don't know a solution. I, I, there's not a solution that's apparent, but I think there are incremental steps towards a solution that could be taken. Like more people growing a vegetable garden. More people, you know, taking the time to plan their meals. Exactly. It's like, not fun. It's it's not fun. It's it's way more fun to, like, you get off work, and instead of having, like, this planned meal you have to worry about that you have to cook, that's going to take at least an hour of your time to cook if you're eating right. Instead of that, you know, you could, like, play Skyrim or jerk off and then drive to McDonald's and get a double quarter pounder. Yeah. And it, it's way... It, it's easier. It's Convenience. So much easier. It's way more convenient. Yeah. Well, I hate the argument of, oh, what's the solution then, Mr. Smart Guy? Like, let's look at it like chess. I can make a few opening moves, and then maybe something will open up that I can take, a step that I can take that will be the solution, that we could checkmate this shit. Mm-hmm. You know? I, like, I don't go into a chess game looking at, oh, I'm going to get a checkmate first, like, first move. Right. So we should look at this as, Let's take steps that are better mm-hmm. for our position, right? And something like an opportunity will open up. Well, I think I a think, solution will open up. I hate it when people are like, "Well, what's the solution?" Because like, if I knew the solution, I wouldn't be bringing up the argument. Like, I'm trying to debate and discuss this with people to develop what I think is a logical argument and solution. And I think, I, I. I think the path to the solution is paved by two things. One, a change in priority from convenience to health. Yeah. And not just your personal health, the health of your children, 
the health of your community, the health of your city, the health of your country, the health of the world. And two, more people just saying no. Like more, like as much as like us taking a month off fast food and hopefully I never eat it again. That's what I want out of this is to never eat fast food again. And I'm just like, I'm trying to do a shock to the system with this month thing to get that trend started. And I think it leads to enough people stopping to rely on the convenience of the, cause that's what they sell. Yeah. Like they don't sell good food. No, that they don't sell like a unique dining experience. They sell convenience and it's enough people to, to realize that convenience is not the most valuable thing in this situation. And convenience will not lead to an answer and yeah. to like, uh, salvation. Yeah. And I think if enough people said no, fast food companies would realize we have to change. Like we have to change what we're doing. Yeah. Like there are laws in place. Like if me and you wanted to go and figure out what, like how they treat cows in places that sell to McDonald's. Can't do it. You cannot, you you could get in, you can't film, you can't record audio, you can't do anything. And I mean, I've watched food Inc. Obviously I was about to bring up food Inc. I think they had an excellent idea with, why don't we treat um, like the corporate food industries as smoking? Because mm-hmm. I forget what time period, the 80s maybe, 70s, 80s, they introduced laws for every smoking commercial, there would be an anti-smoking commercial. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent idea. No, I agree. I'm not necessarily saying that we should legislate over it, where that has to be the case, but... Why aren't there fucking organizations doing that? Finding well, well, out with, for like you see a McDonald's commercial, you watch. Well, I don't watch commercials because you know I'm not stuck in the 1980s. <laughs> but like you see, you see, you see a McDonald's commercial. You watch TV for a little while longer. 20, 30 minutes later, there's a commercial from a company that sells programs to show you how to grow your own food in your backyard. Yeah. Like why is there not that? Because there's no need for it. Because there's no market for it, yeah. really. The market for it is extremely like uh, niche. Yeah, and people are just gonna like they're gonna have to stop. They're gonna have, like, and there are fast food companies. I think that not necessarily are like have clean hands and are guilt free, but there are companies that I do respect what they're trying to do, even if it is monetarily motivated. Like Sonic, they've introduced like a fifty-fifty burger. Where the burger patty is fifty percent beef, fifty percent ground up mushrooms, mm-hmm. sustainable. Yeah, and that I think that's the big thing is like, um, moral is a big thing because I have no doubt in my mind that they're doing terrible things to these animals. Corn fed beef in general is cruelty. Yeah, to cattle, and um, like sustainability is a big thing because obviously we have billions of people on the earth and food is a necessity we've established that in this conversation for people to live yeah um uh food is a necessity so like sustainability and the ethics of it and then obviously it has to be economically viable yeah that yeah which i i don't think eventually that would be that big of a problem the economics of it because i mean the 
you just have to build the market and how you build the market is to get people interested in the idea and how you get people interested in the idea is show them the shit that's actually happening and you can't do that because there's laws in place to keep it from happening yep it's ridiculous dude um so Josh wants to step in for a second up on hi everybody we welcome Mr. Josh Kimbrell vice CEO of the Kimbrell intelligence company so I think you guys are hitting on a lot of good points, but I think you're missing the fact that these uh, these corporations like McDonald's and Wendy's and everything, they're playing on our genetic code. They are preying on what our ancestors needed. Yeah. So, I don't know. And just our mind. Like, have you noticed how many of the fast food chains have red and yellow in them. Yeah. Yeah, the subliminal shit. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they up your appetite. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're coming at us from every possible angle. They're making it literally impossible to stop. Yeah. At I least mean, for me. It's truly addicting. And the soda market is really bad about it. Well, sh- sugar's really addicting. Sugar and caffeine. Caffeine is a fucking drug. And if you say it's not, you're fucking stupid. Like it's well, a literal any, drug. Well, yeah, I mean, any chemical that changes your brain chemistry. Yeah. That's that's all that <laughs> is. So, oh, that's all I had to say. You're welcome to come back. You want to say anything else? Um, hey, Drew Carey, uh, tell Colin I like his head. And that was shiny. Mr. Josh Kimbrell. Everybody give him a round of applause. I like what I like what he said about the playing on our genetics and like on our minds and shit like that. And that's really what I meant. Like they all they care about is money. Yeah. Like they don't see like McDonald's does not see you as a human being. They do not see you as an individual. They see you as one other fat fuck that's gonna drive through the drive through. Hey, I'm a labia. You're a fat labia, excuse me. And give them give them money you've worked for. And I, I don't know why I'm attracted to this so much. Like I cannot explain to you why I've developed such a passion for, and and it's not just like my like crusade against the food industry, which I'm not on yet. Give me a couple years, educate myself, build my public image, and I'm coming for you. But I'm just interested in food. I'm yeah. interested in like food. Inform food is a byproduct of culture. Well, culture is a by- not. I see. I don't know, but food informs you about the situation. Yeah, and like objectively, if you look at the fact that the corporate food industry is big, the, the, what you do learn is one: there's a fuck ton of people. Two: there's a fuck ton of people that value convenience over quality. Like, that's kind of my mission statement when I eventually write my book about this. Like, I want to turn fast food from a necessity into a novelty. Like, if I want, if I want to go, like, if I, if I want to go get, like, a, uh, like, a uh, McFlurry, I can still go get it. But millions of people, their only food intake three days out of the week is McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any statistical information. In fact, that's probably a hyperbole, but you know what I mean. No, because you know those people, like, you see them at fast food restaurants every day. Yeah. Like, 
When I was in, like when we were in high school, been we were, that person. when we were about to graduate, I would go to McDonald's every morning before I came to school. Literally, like our friend group mm-hmm. would get out of class, like get out of seventh period, go to Taco Bell, go to Taco Bell, go to Taco Bell. It's just what you did. It was right. happy. Out. They set it up perfectly. It was happy, happy hour. You had them dollar loaded grillers, and dollar, dollar medium loaded drinks. Grillers, dollar medium drinks, and I think they had like maybe two dollar freezers. I think they were a dollar. Were they a dollar? I think everything was a dollar at happy hour. That's. It's such a fucking tease you know but, but no but the fact that you can sell things like that that cheap indicates there's a problem yeah they shouldn't be that cheap the, and the only way they could be that cheap is for going quality for quantity yeah and like and convenience and convenience and i feel like i'm just repeating the same things over and over again but like i'm not like i'm not i understand why it's where it is I understand the need for it. I understand its place in America currently. The only thing I'm saying is that I have an innate feeling that something is not right about it. And that's kind of what's pushing me. You know what I mean? Well, there's definitely something not right about it. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that you can't film inside their farms. Why do you need that law? Yeah. That's it's protect trade secrets. It's a fucking cow, dude. It's so oddly specific. Like, why? Why do you need that? You don't. You don't. It's not a matter of national security unless you're doing something wrong, right? And I, I feel like it's blatantly, not blatant, subconsciously understood by three quarters of Americans that there is something wrong. Yeah, they either don't care. Or they don't have the resources to care. Yeah. And that, that troubles me deeply. This whole rant has taken place while I was consuming vast quantities of fast food. Yep. I'm a hypocrite, man. We both are. Yeah. But God damn, is it good. Crystal's chili <laughs> cheese fries. I just... I, I, yes, sir. Just top mine off. How do you... Okay, so we've kind of discussed the why. Like, let's discuss the how. Like, we established our rules in a previous podcast. Refresh them all. You can go look You can go look those up. We kind of talked about this last time. But I want your honest projection. Do you think you'll succeed? Where do you think going to be the biggest problems? And if you fail, are you going to lie to me about it? I will not lie, no. I will. Straight off the bat, I am not telling. I'm like, you we shouldn't even asshole. do this because I'm just going to eat like I normally do, anyways. I'm kidding, dude. I'm kidding. Um, I won't lie. I have the only thing I think I'll, only reason I think I'll fail is if you fail. Mm-hmm. And I think, because I think it'll be fucking hilarious if we do this smoke the whole pack scenario. I don't want to. I know. That's the only reason I would, that's the only reason I can see I would fail. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the only reason. Because, god damn it, would it be funny. <clears throat> we got to get a camera first. I'd throw so. up. Like, Yeah, that's the point. Is it? Yeah. I've never had a Chick-fil-A sandwich with pepper jack cheese and bacon on it. It'll change your life. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could put cheese and bacon on 
Like I got um, chicken biscuits with cheese and bacon. Mm. I got chicken sandwiches with cheese and bacon. I didn't know that until about like. Are you full a month yet? Ago. I'm a little bit full. Yeah. I need a cigarette, brand. Yes. See. You want to pause? Josh is coming back in. So what I forgot to say was that the carbohydrates, we need those to live. That's what gives us energy. But we live in a time now where there's just so much of it that you run into problems like what I've got, which is just the fucking huge ass in the front of your gut. Yes. I've got it too. I've got more of like a Michelin man. Stack of tires scenario. I've got more of like a orangutan, like to where it's all just torso and nipples. I look like an olive on four toothpicks. If you were a cartoon character, you'd be King Louie. You're right. No, this this is why this is you know I'm mad because it's I'm blaming the fast food industry right now. I'm blaming them for me not getting laid. Call them out, bro. Y'all have destroyed. All of my sexualness. It's your own fault. You Shh. <laughs> That's not what we're telling. They don't need to know that. <laughs> Let's fucking sue. Anyways, that's why I have the <laughs> hidden syndrome. And he was there, and now he's gone again. He he just blows in like a breeze. He does, and I love it. Like, you, okay, you know that. Uh, this is how I consider Josh in our friend group. So, you know how they have, like, they, I feel like in the 90s it was a big thing, maybe. How they would have, like, the fruit salad that's, like, suspended in jello. Do you? Yeah. The fruit yeah. salad is in jello. I feel like we're all the fruit pieces and Josh is the jello. Yeah. I feel like he's just oozing in between us, just jiggling and jiving. <laughs> yeah, I made him laugh. I'm proud. No, like, this is another problem. I don't want... Josh kind of brought it up in my mind passively. I don't want anybody that's listening to this to make the mistake of me blaming fast food on why I'm fat. Yeah. Or why I feel bad. It's not fast food's fault. It's my fault. Because I choose to eat it. Yeah. And that's kind of where I come... Where the solution is going to be society saying no more. It isn't. It's on an individual... It, we're not a group. No, like the, the, we're not a group. We are a collective, made up of individuals. And if you do not function on an individual level, the collective will not function overall. Yeah, that's in, like individual people have to start making choices. And this is what this whole month is about: is me trying. You had to sit back. Yeah. Dude, I see it in you your eyes. Out. You started glazing over. <laughs> like <laughs> you look like you're just covered in a small layer of like Dude. icing, maybe. I'm just a fucking... You're in that super saturated state? Fluffy bear claw right now, bro. I'm so full, but I feel eating. God damn, dude. I want to. I want to cry. I, got, I still got four chicken tenders from Zaxby's, <laughs> uh, chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A, and a uh, breakfast crunch wrap. The breakfast quesadilla is the only thing I got left. Besides You're powering this. through. You got any more mozzarella sticks? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I ate them all. I think you ate them all before you even got here. I had two. They were an eight piece. I think I can't eat anymore. I'm a, you want to pause, go smoke, and come back? Uh-uh. No? When I'm done, dude, I'm done. I'm just going to go lay down and go to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to die. Because, no, like, in preparation for this month, 
I've started tr- taking smaller steps to it not just being a full shock. Like I've really, I've been limiting myself to fast food once every two days. That that's been my agreement with myself. I've done it every day except for I think three days. Yeah. I had fast food three times in three days. And like I've been drinking a lot more water. I've been staying away from soda. <clears throat> I've been exercising and I've been feeling better just in general. And it's only been two weeks. It's been two weeks and I feel better. So I've done the exact opposite. <laughs> you just went full yeah, on for the past week. I've probably, I've been splurging on fast food and <laughs> just gas station coffee and shit. I've been not exercising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feeling like shit. I'm hoping to satiate all of my... The fuck? Oh, what's that word mean? means to satisfy mm-hmm. all of my shitty desires before we start. It well, could backfire. I dreaded this all day. I didn't want to do this. I was kind of looking forward to it. I didn't want to. Because, like, even after two weeks of really limiting myself, I didn't want to eat this much. Like, I felt myself not... I wanted to bitch out. Like, you fucking... Well, the only reason I'm doing it is like obligation. Yeah. It was like, I didn't want you to just sit here and eat a shit ton alone. I'm not going to lie. It's good. It tastes tastes fine. But I know I'm going to feel disgusting. Oh, yeah, for sure. I fucking slept all day. So I'm going to be up all night. Probably shitting my brains out. I worked all day. This is going to be fun. No. I'm going (laughs) to wake up at like three in the morning. Just in a cold sweat. There's going to be like the ghost of an owl I'd seen before. Just like on my windowsill, like singing to me. That's how I feel about this. Jesus <sighs> Christ. How long have we been going? Uh, probably about 45 minutes. You ready to cut it? I got lost in it. Cause yeah, I was, man. I we got into some pretty good conversation. I think so. I think this was valuable. I think this was better. Yeah, we're at 42 right now. Josh, you want to come say bye? I think this was better than our first special episode. I think so. Here's Josh for you people. Hello, Internet. My name is Josh Kimbrell, and I'm here to tell you goodbye. All right, so kind of a rough layout. We're still going to put out the movie review, movie reviews through this month. Around the two-week mark, we're going to do a special episode, and we're going to conclude it if we're both successful. At the end of August. Yeah. If we fail, we have, I mean, we're going to do the episode of the smoke the whole pack cigarette, smoke the whole pack situation. Yeah. Um, so y'all keep your eye about it. We're going to be posting videos of our struggles because they're going to be struggles on fa- on Instagram. Uh, if you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. Do that shit. Follow us on Twitter and let us know you're there, you know, please. Like, are you there? Is anybody there? Am I alone? And if, if you decide to kind of take this jump with us, let us know how, you, how you're doing. Um, maybe send us a video. Yeah. Post it on there. Preferably nude. Got to see the full physique to see the changes, you know. Over 18, please. Female. See, <laughs> That's a tough line. Weird. It's a tough <laughs> line. Weird. Why do weird. Why do you get weird? Can I not state that I that have was, sexual um, preferences that was for one gender? That was a statement. Yeah. And you're being very gender binary right now. I might be, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to say it. You fucking misogynist, cis, white male piece of you shit. You fucking beta cuck. You fucking... You fat labia. You alt-right motherfucker. Alt.
my keyboard now. Yeah. You're a control leftist. Aha. Yeah. Control alt delete. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, what what would delete be? If I'm control if <laughs> I'm not control left, thank you. <laughs> there's there's a control left and alt right who's delete. Huh? Ben Shapiro. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Alex Jones is delete. Alex Jones, Alex is, Jones delete. is delete. Alex Jones is delete. I'm setting fires everywhere. I'm pissed. <laughs> We've solved the code. Josh is, Josh is Alex Jones. I feel like it's a given. Like, <laughs> 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 I wish we had a video feed so that it wouldn't just sound like we're laughing for no reason in the mic. Uh, well, all right, we're out. As always, it's not been pleasant. But it has been fun. This has been special episode number two from Caddy Wampus Entertainment, Shaky Frame Podcast. Before we go, I just got one thing I want to say. I th- I think I think Daniel's gay. Y'all have a good night. I'm the one with the fucking controls here. I'm the one that cuts it. <laughs> no, nope, I cut it. I'm done. I cut it. Like ten. They're not gonna yeah. hear any of this because I cut it. You're cut out. Of the fucking podcast. I'm just going to delete your fucking audio file. It's just going to be me chewing and talking <laughs> about random shit. Do it. Don't but think I won't. I fucking, what are the odds? I fucking will. What are the odds? I'll put yours in another track and I'll put mine and I'll just upload mine. What are the odds? One in 50. No, dude, we got to take the EA approach. So yeah, on yeah. Mondays we release yours and then they have to buy the expansion pack and they get my replies. Yeah, twenty nine ninety nine is uh, what what you need to pay for Devin's vocals. Fuck that fat piece of shit. Goodbye. You fat labia.